Yo, 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 Muddy Waters Podcast, episode two of the Muddy Waters Podcast Underworld Series. Uh, The first episode I did was with a scammer, Scamming Anonymous. I definitely won't tell you who that nigga was. You know, we trying to protect the innocent around this motherfucker, man. But um, (laughs) we right on par, though, man. I'm here right now with uh, a nigga I came up with, man. A nigga I went to school with. You know, he turned out to be a renaissance man. A man of many different titles, but I'll let you, I'll let him tell you what he does. I'm here right now with Mr. Forbidden Fruit. Yes, sir. Forbidden Fruit checking in, man. More of a talent management, pimping, modeling agency, whatever you want to call it. Because I do it all. Anything entertainment, I can I can manage it. Yes, sir. You hear this smooth talking motherfucker right here now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Man. Mm. But, um... You know, talk about, you know, your story because your story is very fascinating, bro. And I'm sure you probably have plans to write a book in the future when it's all said and done. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, because your life is like a movie, man. Like, talk about how you got into the lifestyle that you're into now, bro. Like, what what got you into it? All right, man. Shoot, let me take it back there. Okay, I graduated 2013. So probably 2014 when I was about to go in the Army, man. I had some talks with my uncles. And they were just telling me, you know, you're handsome, and started, and I tried to make me feel like I didn't know what he was really trying to say. But he was like, "Man, we've been doing this for a long time." Then I started putting everything together from the family reunions, you know, the Christmas parties, and they always had, you know, beautiful females around them. So I said, "All right, that's oh, okay, that's lit." And I joined the army, man. Then I met my boy D Wizard, and he kind of just told me to jump into that lane, and I was just like, oh, okay, and I started jumping in, got my feet wet, and I mean, I took off from there. Was D-Wizard in the Army? No, he was actually, man, he one of the hottest DJs out there in Hawaii. Like, what? he done went to jail and all for that pimping shit, man. I mean, he came out of go and he told me he was going to be in the Maserati within the year, and then sure enough, he in the Maserati, like, like, like killing it. I'm talking about, he picked me up, we went downtown before I really started really getting my feet wet. Man, we go downtown. He got two bitches in the back already. They doing their makeup. We was in the old school bins at the time. Yeah. Man, we pull up downtown. Cool Ave. He done beeped the horn twice. Females done came in the window handing him money. The other two done got out the car. I'm still looking like, whoa. You know, like, what's going on? He done picked me up from post. I'm in the army. I don't even know what's going on, really. So then he tells me, I'm about to drive you around. He was going to get out. We got out, started talking. He was just like. You you ready? I ain't gonna give you your first bitch. You gotta go get one. And then I said, all right. So he take me to Hawaii by night. So I go to Hawaii by night, and I'm just thinking, all right. So I start looking around. Some females came up to me. It was like I'm a new face. Da da da. I really didn't look like I was in the army. I kept my hair long. So them females just loved me. Then the one girl, I guess she was just really all for it. A little bit off a little bit of coke or whatever they do out there. And sure enough, I got her going the next day, and I called him. He come pick me up, and we go downtown. My girl working with his girls, and it was on from there. Damn. So he did he now before this situation happened where you got your first girl that night. Like, did he put you on game? Like, tell you how to talk to the women, tell you what to do, or did he just say, "Little nigga, jump off the porch, go do it. I see something in you." He kind of hit me with that same thing my uncle hit me with, like, you're handsome, no homo. You, I think you would really be good for this. I see you got some personality behind you. He, same thing he told me. He said he liked the way I carried myself. And I was always downtown in the clubs. I, I mean, really, I was selling 
Molly at that time when he really found me. Because <laughs> you could get it out your sister. No, I mean, hey, real shit, bro. You could really get it out your sister within like two to three uh, days. And you know, the army niggas, they do PT every goddamn day. Yeah. So I was doing that, trying to make some money, man. The army money wasn't shit. I mean, I could have made that at like a fast food job. So I was like, damn, my mama be asking me for money. I need to do something different. I was telling Molly, but he came and he found me, man. I think it's like my second month in the army for real. And he, he was watching me go downtown, and that was quick. I mean, I, I heard about him, but I ain't really know too much, you know. Then he found me. He taught me. Came and got me. We was talking that night when he had his females in the car, and I said he kind of was just like, "All right, this is how it go. This is how this go. Knocking and respecting bitches and this and this and asking them." Who they work for, if they work before, and he started just really laying it out like a blueprint, you know. And he kept telling me that the games be sold, not to be told. So I said, all right, that, all right, that's lit. And he, but he kept telling me that he actually told me that I was gonna be in that lane. But I mean, he it, saw it was him crazy. Day yeah, one, like, day one. He already knew. Knew, taking over. I'm talking about. I ain't even know it was gonna jump that fast, man. But I promise you, I think I paid. Like I said, in Hawaii, them prices was a little different. I think it was like 3000 for like a pound of weed. And then for the Molly, I think I was paying like 1000 for like 100 pills or 200 pills of Molly. And I promise you, my, my first bitch, man, she brought all that back on the first hour. And then right then and there, I ain't never picked up Molly or weed again unless I just wanted to have fun. I what? promise you. I ain't never did Molly. But I, I was smoking weed, but I promise you, I ain't never touch it again. What? I promise you. How did you feel? Did you feel empowered at that moment? Like, really? Yeah, I, I I really didn't know what to do, man. That bitch. I, I count the money, man. I had made like fifteen hundred dollars, and I was just like, yo, like, cause I remember he told me to like off the track, it's five hundred dollar minimum. So every bitch, every nigga they was fucking, that's five hundred dollars, and I was like, damn. Okay, this is off the track, but they can still, you know, up the price if they want to. But if you get caught off the street and off the internet. That's five hundred dollars, but they brought that shit back in the hour, and I'm just like, whoa, this is crazy. Like I honestly went back to my room because I was like, damn, this money was made fast, and I really ain't know what to do. And I got my boys in the room, and they like, damn, you really doing that shit? I was like, yeah, 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 but just yeah, just give me a minute. So I let <laughs> let them go, and we were talking. I was just like, uh, it, it it was hard, but then I said, man, that was just one. I'm saying within that hour, she hit me back and said she had a friend. And then her friend came and it, it, it was man, I ain't never seen nothing like it. Yeah. I said it went from you get that one, and that's what he told me. He said you get that one, the rest gonna come. Mm. So I got one. The next day she came with her friend. Then within like another month, I had another two. Then I started going to the clubs mode. Then I started picking out whoever I wanted to out of the club. I mean, it, it was a different lifestyle. Yeah. Like, but every place is different. See, pimps are looked at as celebrities in Hawaii. So then I went and told him, and he started seeing the level I was on. He told me what level I was on. Man, he was a lit DJ. He was doing the raves, the Wonderlands, the flotillas out there in Hawaii. I mean, he was lit. I mean, he was lit off himself. But he was like, man, man, you really got a name now. You got pimps coming over here from Vegas and Cali, and they, they really want to see about you and see what's going on. We're going to take a trip out there. And it comes the same when, when I first... Learned my first lesson, I was telling you. I said, man, I went out there to Cali. And, and I, was, I was having fun. We, we was doing good. I was in the Bay. And, uh, man, I had these niggas come up to me telling them, we got your bitches. And then I said, yo, 
I mean, I ain't know what the fuck they were talking about. I thought they was about to rob me or some shit. Like, nah, we we got your bitches. And I said, all right. What was the first thing that went to your mind when you heard that? That shit, because that's your money maker. Yeah, yeah. So I you, mean, were you pissed off? Like, what the fuck? Like, I was pissed, but I had no gun, and I was in an area I didn't know of. <laughs> so, 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 so when they, so when they hit me with that, yeah, so when they hit me with that, I was just like, okay, you got my bitches now. What's next? But right. they were just telling me like, they asked me like, how, how she did for you, how she worked for you. But I'm still mesmerized. Like, yeah, but them bitches coming back with me. And then they were just like, no, 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 we got your bitches. Okay, yeah, 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 you knew. And then that's when they told me, like, yeah, you done learned one of the most valuable games, and you're not from here. And I said, no. They was like, well, you should have brought your B team or your C team first, then you call your A team in. So now we got this team, so you need to go back home and regroup. Yeah. And I was like, damn. It was hard. I went back to Hawaii, I think, within, like, the next day. And then, sure enough, I did get another one. But then I started learning what D Wiz was trying to tell me. You got to be embedded in these bitches' head and let them know where home is and how to, you know, walk around and how to, you know, and then started doing more for them. And then get to another level, or is they going to look for another nigga that's on a different level than you? Mm. So I started really being out there more, started dressing, you know, button ups, and just really being flamboyant, but in my own way. Yeah. Yeah, I was never flashy, but it was just like, the appearance means everything, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was crazy. Now, at that time, how much money were you seeing? You know, you knew in the game, fresh in that motherfucker. So, how much were you seeing before you lost your first girls? Like, the type of bread you were seeing a day? Dog. I think, like, really 5,000 a bitch. 5,000 a girl. God damn. 5,000, you know, so that, if you got two, that's 10,000. Yeah. That, that's slight. I said, I was still in the army. Yeah. So I could only really work him until I got off at five. <laughs> so I said, from then, then I got to wake up at 6.30 in the morning for PT. Mm-hmm. Man. Were you not giving a fuck about the army at this time? I like, ain't give a fuck. I wasn't even supposed to be infantry. I didn't think until I was going to play basketball. I said, <laughs> I went to Fort Bend and they told my ass I was gonna, I was supposed to shoot guns and kill. I, I was pissed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they had already told me you got two options. You can either ride your contract out, you can go AWOL, but we're not going to come looking for you. But then you get a dishonorable discharge. So I said, mm-hmm. God damn, I guess I got to ride it out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, how much longer did you have in the military at that time? How, how long was your contract for? It was for three years. So, so you oh, was fresh in that motherfucker. Oh, like, yeah. boy, wide open. They should have sent your ass to Hawaii, nigga. Hey, hey, hey when they finally took because I went in the winter cycle. <laughs> And I ain't even know Georgia got that cold. And then I was in infantry, so they didn't even want you to put a lot of clothes on. But man, when I found I was going to Hawaii, I just knew everybody wanted to go to Hawaii. That's where everybody honeymoon. So I was just thinking like, wow, what a blessing. Yeah. I get to see Hawaii, you yeah. know, for free. But it's a different lifestyle, man. I mean, really that escorting is literally, like, I, I kid you not, it's top three jobs for all them females out there. Mm. They all doing coke and all that at the age of 15. It's normal. I was going to all they kickbacks and being embedded into like the communities and stuff. And I mean, all that was normal. I asked them what they was going to do after they got out of high school. <laughs> they already had pimps in line that who they was going to go work for. I said, God damn. <laughs> Right, well, don't worry about what yeah, college yeah, they was going yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm over here. I'm just at the little Maui Mike's getting a sandwich. 
And I'm just talking to the local, you know, trying to, you know, introduce myself and shit. They tell me what age he is. And I'm like, all right, I'm just testing. I was like, what you going to do after you get out of high school? Man, that's like, shit, one time I was done. Well, I could go to college. I could just go make some money. I said, well, how you going to make some money? <laughs> you know, I said, we are a tourist town. And I said, God damn. Well, who you good? Well, who you relying for? I said, when you turn eighteen, yeah. you know, I'm going with so and so, and I said, there's a whole lot of niggas out there that lit, man. But I was like, God damn, I'm trying to be in the line. Yeah, right, line right. up. I said, this is what I do. This shit crazy, <laughs> right? So, you know, you in the game heavy at this time. I mean, you jump straight off the porch into this shit, getting five thousand dollars a day. Now, talk about when you come back from. California to Bay and you lose your first girl first two girls you had or the first women you had like what was your plan next like for for your game was you like fuck I gotta re-up or were you like man this shit ain't for me dog like I gotta cut this shit out man I think at that time I had counted how much I had and I think I had like $23,000 left and uh my homeboy was just asking me the same question. He was like, you know, like, what you going to do now? You know, went out there and, uh, and woo, woo, but, you know, these females are still, you know, they fucking with you. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, but let me, let me call my boy that put me on. I called D-Wiz, and he told me something. This is normal. It happens. <laughs> Go back downtown and get you another one. Or, or he really put me on. Man, man, it was so funny. Man, you wouldn't even believe how I got all my bitches literally after that if it wasn't face-to-face. He told me, go to Meet Me app or Tinder or Plenty of Fish. That was going to be my ticket. Mm. Man, I went to all them bitches that just wanted to fuck for fuck. And, and I turned them bitches into damn sluts for, you know, for money. Yeah, 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 sluts for buck. Yeah. I said, that's, that's ridiculous. That's it, yeah. I promise. After that, it was it, it was on because, like I said, after that time, I took out and had about thirty females at one time. I mean, it, it was really like that. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't know if what he said was true or what, but he just kept saying I was handsome and no homo. But I just didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. But I got on ten and yeah, I had an ass of likes and people was hitting me back. But I was just like, well, damn. I just didn't think it was gonna come that fast. But yeah. I think I sat. <clears throat> Maybe four days without a bitch when I got back and got on the Tinder and the POF and stuff, and I think it came off of Meet Me, and, and sure enough, mm. that's where it was. I mean, hell, I, I never even used Backpage until I got out the army and came back home. All my clients came off of them walking the blade or they was on the app, mm-hmm. Meet Me, and sometimes I would make their profiles for them, and I'm working it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started to realize, like, niggas really be doing a lot of things for this pussy. Like, like <laughs> the bitter fruit just came natural to me. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, right. these niggas is really out here doing whatever it takes to, to, to be around these women. I, right. I just, I don't know. Because all my dogs, we, and, and like, oh, but, man, we cut different. I just could never. After I go to the strip club and I'm eating my wings that bitch can't get a dime off me that's, that's, fact. that's, that's crazy <laughs> but, but these niggas out here spending their whole check yeah they they rent they car money I mean it was it was ridiculous and I'm thinking damn let me let me not try to overcharge this nigga I, I still want to see him I just threw out a crazy price man it was so bad man a nigga tried me real bad one time and, and I think it was like the first incident I got into Hawaii 
And that was around when I had to get my uh, next team of bitches when the first two left. Man, he, he told me some, uh, yeah, yeah, man, the, 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 the new bitches you got. And that's when I started trying to do the little undercover modeling agency. But then I really started getting good with the camera work and really loved what I was doing. But I was still making more money doing what I was doing. But I had to cover it up somehow mm-hmm. with the modeling agency. But, man, this motherfucker came to me one night when he seen the bitch was. And, and we was in the barracks at the time. I didn't wasn't even off post yet. He tell the bitch to go back and get me. She come back and say, he knew you by name. And I say, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know his ass, too. I'm already seeing his profile on Meet Me. So I go down to the car and we talking and shit. He comes up, yeah, man, you know, yeah, I mean, I like her. But, man, you know, I already been with your other bitches, you know, jams and them. And I was like, okay, yeah, what's that mean? Yeah, you was the nigga that was... Yeah, when I was trying to work, they dumbasses was out there drinking with you in your barracks room. And he was, he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, but, you know, I'm, man, I'm trying to eat, man. I'm, I'm trying to work with you. <laughs> da, 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 da. But in my head, I'm already thinking, like, this nigga either going to give me my money back regardless because he was with my bitches for free. Yeah. Because oh, I said, oh. I already got a bitch that he going to pay for. Yeah. But now let me see how goofy he really about to be and how disrespectful I got to be now. Because I know exactly the nigga. Cause I remember the day. So he say, yeah, man, I just want you to teach me and we can really get some money and shit. And I'm like, you want me to teach it? But, man, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't do shit for free. He was like, I ain't got no problem paying. I said, all right, well, all right, I'll give you a lesson. Go go back and get $400 out of there and you paying $300 for this bitch, the military price. And he was like, all right, yeah. So we went and got that. And I counted out. It was $700. I said, all right, great. So let's go ahead and let's talk. Let me go ahead and teach you a little bit. And I taught him a little bit, but it was only 15 minutes. So he, we were talking, like, well, how you do this? And I said, well, you know, you, you got to go get your females willing to do what you got to do, you know? But really ain't give him too being much. Being vague but, with him. Yeah, being vague. But I led him to where he felt like we were going to take, like, step by step. And he was going to see me every day and really, really get to learn from it. But like I told you, at this time, I'm already pissed. This is the nigga that had stopped me from another day from working the bitches the right way. That I needed to, and them bitches drinking with his ass for free, and probably fuck with him for free. So it was already had me pissed. So uh, so he's just a money. random nigga in the military. Yeah, just a random. So you had these bitches in the barracks with you. Man, I ran the whole post. God damn, where I was ran these bitches the sleeping post. at? Man, they we had a blow up mattress in my bed before I finally got off post and got in the apartment. But man, they was in the rooms with me. You were so sneaking all, them in. All, all my bo- man I had to sneak. My bar- my 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 barracks took care of me. We call that motherfucker Project Three Fifty Eight. I sold Molly to these motherfuckers. <laughs> they, 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 they took care of me. I, I promise I can call any one of them right now to vouch this story. They took care of me. Yeah. The only time one of them really was tripping about some females is when you know the sergeants who really didn't know what was going on, but you still had the lower enlisted there in the barracks. They would be like, oh, "Okay, hold on, what you got just seen." You know, he seen you, you just took like four girls to your room. I just need one of them to leave and go somewhere else to feel like, you know, you ain't had to check them in. So I said, all right. And then I would just send them down to, downstairs. I had my other boy in my other company and they slept in his room. So, I mean, it was lit. Yeah. Now, what do you think goes into, into the mindset of a nigga to make him a pimp? Because, I mean, from what I see, like, it's always a re- reoccurring theme with pimps. It's like, <clears throat> like you said, I go to the strip club. I don't throw money. Bitch can't get a dollar from me. You know, um, ain't nothing for free. The game is to be sold, not told. What do you think goes into the mindset to make a nigga a pimp or the mindset of a pimp? 
that separates him from the average everyday dude that'll be on POF trying to pay for some sex. Or just your average everyday dude that's going out looking for a wife or a girlfriend to have a family and shit like that. All right, but dang, that's a great question. I mean, I, I ain't never really thought about it like that, but I got the answer. It's just, uh, <laughs> for one, I mean, you can't really be no no dumb nigga in this type of business, especially in this line of work. I mean, if you look it up, man, that pandering charge is heavy, you know? I mean, you really can't be dumb. You got to have some type of embedded management skills within you. Um, you just got to know the game and, and know how to really stay upbeat. You can get lost in the sauce real quick. Um, the assertiveness, like almost like, and, and I'm not trying to demean the females of anything. It's just like you got to be one hell of a leader. You got to talk with assertiveness and you got to talk with conviction and you got to really believe what you telling them you can achieve. If you can't, they ain't even going to follow your lead. But it, I'm trying to figure out how else I can say it. It's just, it's not for everybody. Because then, for one, you got to have the looks. But I done seen a lot of ugly niggas, I thought. No homo. But, I mean, they had all the other qualities or the connections and how to do this and get them in the door for these things. But you got to be one hell of a leader. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can't do that, you can't lead them, you can't really go into showing them the ropes and, and making them stay loyal and making sure they ain't going to never rob you or set you up and... Shit, you can't even be scared doing that shit. Because like I said, at the end of the day, I mean, I got to a level where I actually hired my own security. But I mean, hell, you got to be ready to goddamn, if, if that bitch get fucked with or somebody trying to rob her in the room, you're the first line of the damn defense. I done seen a lot of pimps fall off just like that, where they couldn't go protect they bitch or they bitch is looking for them to go back and get the money or do something to the nigga and they don't do a damn thing at all. Mm. You can lose a motherfucker real quick. Cause then they thinking like, well, damn, why am I even paying you if you're not going to go after the nigga that just robbed from us? I mean, shit like that. Took I mean, your money. Yeah, it took your money. <laughs> I'm paying you. It ain't even my money. I'm, I'm paying you, but you ain't even about to go after your money. Right. So really, you a bitch. So right. I said, shit. They ain't even going to pay you. So I said, shit. I mean, it's a lot of things you got to look into with that. Mm-hmm. And I think all of it, just really, like I said, you got to have the leadership qualities. To look and just ready to lead. Yeah. You really got to take the wheel. I mean, everything's on you. You can't let her think for you. Mm-hmm. But, you, of course, you got some females who give you, you know, good advice and what you should do. And some of their experiences, they've been in the game long enough, they can kind of help the pimp out and, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, they following your recipe. Because mm-hmm. if you ain't got the recipe, you ain't even going to succeed. Nobody going to follow you. You got to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Like you said. So you in the army at this time? You running the barracks? Yeah. You know you folk. You probably folk. The post. Deep. The post. I'm talking about the post. Just my my barracks showed me love. Yeah. I said, we call that thing P358. Yeah. I'm telling you. And you was the man running that motherfucker. I was running it. God damn. I'm talking about I was getting. That's an army post, nigga. This ain't no goddamn apartment complex. This is an I'm army post. <laughs> Schofield. I'm a legend. You can go out there and say juice the forbidden fruit. They gonna know what you're talking about. Right. I'm telling you. Right. So so at this time you running the barracks and shit, you the man in Hawaii. You know, how did your military career end? Like what got you cuz your contract ended early. Yeah. Mm. Not because of good behavior. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <Because> of, <laughs> yeah, I mean, motherfucker, man. I, hey. 
That's the first time I done really seen some damn racism in my in my damn life. But I mean, a lot of things happened before that. They was already telling me they was gonna kick me out because I was black anyway, and I ain't like the whole hazing thing. So I kind of bucked the system. It was hazing niggas in. in the military. Man, hell yeah! But then they stopped that shit shortly after I had already been in because you know everybody's cut different. But I just knew. It wasn't the fact that I was cut different than I was going to bitch and cry. It's just the fact that, nigga, I'm not about to go take my sleeping bag out and inchworm up and down the hallway for your satisfaction. Fuck you. Nigga, I'm here to do a job just like you. But, you know, you had the mother motherfuckers that used to cry and felt like they was getting picked on. And you had a lot of suicides. So, but I wasn't going for none of that shit. But that was the first incident, you know, I already bucked the system. Being black, you know, didn't cut my hair or to the length that they wanted to. Then I used to part my hair in the middle. And they used to tell me, like, that's not where the part goes and the part's not even made for you. I mean, and I said, well, what does that mean? Well, the reg- them, those in the, the little handbook is not for you. And you're not supposed to part your hair. And I said, that's bullshit. That's still part of my head just on the side. But so that came up. And then them people were actually racist, so they actually got kicked out for what they did to me. And, and I was still lit and still doing my thing on the side. But then that's when everybody started realizing what was really going on. I'm driving... Mercedes, I'm looking good, I always got money, Snapchat store, I didn't really know the the power of social media and everybody talking and you shit. You didn't give a fuck what yeah. the hell your sergeant major had to say, yeah, like, you didn't care about no promotion. None of that shit, I was getting my money. <laughs> right. And then, and then we started having like little events on posts and I always got the baddest bitches they ever seen in their damn lives and, and they just couldn't believe it, but then... I feel like the spotlight really hit me when I had to cover some of them things up with my modeling agency. And I was really out there shooting pictures and stuff, but then I had the website. Now everybody knows and everybody's talking about the models and wow, that's amazing. And who are they and what do they do? And, you know, just shit like that. It used to piss me off, but I used to just be like, just don't ask me that, you know? But. Long story short, I think like 2015 is when uh, it was at a party at my uh, homeboy house. Well, no, it was actually at his friend's house that he claimed that he could trust and all that shit. And um, I invited two of my my females over and I had a a new recruit and her friend. And my dumb Well, well, it's funny, man. We had a a blast. But you know how you got that one ugly dunkling out the, the groove. And you got to make her feel good so the whole vibe is, is perfect. You know, he had to really teach me that. That's why I'm, I'm nice to every female. I don't give a fuck if you're ugly or not. Because she has to see what you can do for me. But, man, sure enough, man, we had left and came back real quick. We were still partying. Everybody had sex. Even the ugly duckling got some dick. Like, it, it was it was lovely. But I don't know what happened. Because I did tell the ugly duckling she could make some money before she got to go off to college. But some shit. And then she, I think her homegirl that even brought her told her that she was going to be working for me. But sure enough, that next Monday, or no, really that Sunday, because we went back to post. And that was actually the night I was telling you about with one of my people had to actually have me uh, show them one of the girls had left out the room. The ugly duckling was the one that left out the room and actually went down to my homeboy who actually fucked her. And he's downstairs telling a story to his CQ dude on staff. And they going crazy, and they just, I was like, oh, man, you're you lit, you, you, you're a goat. I can't believe you really do this, man. I need to have, I need to come to one of your barracks parties. And I said, yeah, I'll let you know when the next one comes up. And I go back upstairs, and I go to sleep, man. I swear to God, I woke up. For some reason, the bitch didn't stay in the room. I didn't know the bitch left the room. She's crying. 
found out later on she was a sergeant major's daughter. The uh the girl called called me after I dropped her back off home. Time so wait, you need to delete everything. She's trying to say she got raped and all this shit. And I said, What? So I deleted it, but I ain't know nothing about it. So then later on that day, I get a call from the ugly duckling telling me some what was that thing? You said that we I can make some extra money before I go to college. And I said, uh, baby, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm baptized. I got a sister. And I hung up on the ass. Right. And, and she was crazy. And that was Sunday. And then I swear, the next day, Monday, everything's normal. I did my PT. Cashed my bitches out. Uh, got something to eat. And it's around lunchtime. Oh, it's about to be lunch. And then my sergeant tells me the sergeant major wants to see me. I'd already been flagged out my army career, just just for the dumbest things. But I'm thinking it's about time my flag get relieved. He told me something I was about to get promoted, so I go upstairs and I'm happy. He tells me, but I didn't know what my sergeant was trying to ask me. He tells me, well, what's going on and what happened? I thought he was talking about the flag about that happened in the last company I was in. I said, man, it was just some bullshit, some racist shit, man. I was flagged. It's about time I'm getting promoted. And I'm walking up there, proud and shit, ready to get my damn rank. I was about to be a specialist. Now I'm walking there, I got a damn female, white girl, dressed up, telling something, get against the wall and put your hands behind your back. And I said, and I'm looking, my sergeant's nowhere to be found. He stayed his ass outside, and I'm thinking, what's going on? And then I seen Sergeant Major walking out with some papers in his hand with another dude in a suit, and they all had Ray-Bans, and they, you know, like cuffed somewhere, so I said, man, that's crazy. Like, what's going on? Then I see the dude who was actually taking the pictures for me at the time with me taking some pictures. He had handcuffs, but I didn't put two and two together because he wasn't even at the party, you know? But he did have handcuffs, and he said some bitch ass shit because he really wasn't no games. And he tells me, uh, my handcuffs were a little tight. So I started laughing and shit. So I said, oh, this motherfucker. He was a square, but I was gonna tell my own boy that brought me around him. <laughs> you said I knew he was a square. Yeah, he got them crying and shit. But at that time, I didn't, I didn't really put two and two together. Why the fuck he was even there, or what the hell I was even being arrested for? And so we come downstairs. I got my hat off. Lunch just started. Everybody's going to the defag. Everybody see my ass, but they looking more worried for me than I was for my damn self. And I'm thinking, nigga, I just got handcuffs on. I, Shit, I get in the car, the two white boys get in, and they drive off. We actually got put it all in different cars and shit. But we driving, and man, they play P.I.M.P. by 50 Cent. And I'm back that motherfucker vibing, singing alone, P.I.M.P. I ain't heard this shit in a while. And then something hit me like, man, let me ask these motherfuckers what's going on. So I said, hey, what's going on, and who are y'all? And they look back, and then they look at each other. And the one that was driving kind of gave him like a head nod, like it was okay to tell me what's going on. He said, I'm CID. And I already knew, damn, that's the FBI for the Army, and they really FBI. And I was just thinking like, damn, why the fuck, I'm in a, why I'm in a handcuffs? And I started thinking like, did I have anything in my room? And I said, no. They checked me for everything. So I was like, I don't know what they could be, you know, arresting me for. But then we go to some underground shit that was on post. And I was thinking, damn, they FBI for real. <laughs> so we come in there, you know, in the interview questions when I realized my other brother that, uh, man, that was a real nigga, dog. That was actually doing the shit with me a little bit, too. He actually got put on around the same time I got put on, but he just didn't stay doing it. And he already had a kid in the family at the time, but he's in the next interrogation room, man. The worst interrogation room I've ever seen where I can hear from the 
the next room over, and I can hear his ass laughing and shit. When they talking to him, that's when I knew he was in there too. But then I'm thinking, my whole cameraman, this motherfucker too, what he arrested for? But then they come in, man, the first hour they was talking to me about was the fucking rape. Man, I'm letting these motherfuckers know ain't nobody got raped. I'm drawing diagrams of where I was sitting at, what she said, and man, bitch time or some, I ain't never had dick like that before, and she was choking on dick, like just all type of crazy shit. Like, <laughs> I know the bitch ain't got damn, like, and then I told them, I said, the person that she tried to call rape on, she slept in his fucking room that fucking night. Back at the barracks. But I guess she didn't stay there. She's supposed to be home at a certain time or some shit. I don't know what happened. But she tell her daddy that ended up being a sergeant major. And then, yeah, I mean, that was good. And they was like, all right, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Sit tight. So I'm thinking, damn, this was a breeze. I'm ready to get the fuck out. But I ain't ate nothing. We've already been an hour in. It was already lunchtime. Man, these motherfuckers come back in. They slap the table. Tell them, we're also getting you for pandering. I said, what the fuck is pandering? Yeah. And they tell me something, you're a pimp. And I said, oh, shit. Hell no. Nah. No, not me. And they start talking to me, man. We eight hours in on that shit. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? Tell me something, this is this. They say, this is you. And that's when I learned a lot of vocabulary words. And I didn't even do my website. I had to actually a, a smart female do my website for me, man. And she wrote on that motherfucker. Uh... Me was the owner, and it had all my other boys like as executives and shit. But for me as the owner, she tried to say I go and recruit despondent females. <laughs> I ain't, I told them what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, and they telling me you go and get motherfuckers that's lost down on their spirit, lost hope, and you know down and out, and, and and you use them. And I said no, what the fuck? And I'm thinking in my head, like, this bitch set me up. Like, why the fuck would she put that shit on me? Right. But I, I didn't even know what despondent meant, but I didn't even really check my website. I was just uploading the content. So I was just like, damn, she really put in my biography or, the, you know, the little bio and shit. I go and get despondent women. That's said, crazy that, as fuck. That's crazy. I ain't never in my life. But after that, they, they finally released me. So they came and got me around 11. I ain't get out of that motherfucker until like 2 a.m. I'm starving. I'm pissed. Then I found out when I got my paperwork, I already had four of my bitches tell on me. And I had to go get a fucking lawyer the next day. I called for one. But I had to stay on, on post jail for two fucking months. Uh, the shit was crazy as hell. And I'm talking to my lawyer. And she telling me everything going to be all right. But... She tell me everything gonna be all right, but she's asking me goddamn questions like she's doing the fucking interview. She's she's amazed. Like so they say you were the you were the big spider for their fucking web. I said, <laughs> oh my god. I said, are, are they serious? So said, they say you got you're the spider for for Schofield. You you, you service the whole post, and I said. How much can I tell you and how much can, can we get away with with me talking to you? Well, I'm your lawyer. I can't tell nobody else nothing. I said, well, yeah, that's all goddamn true. How do I get out of it? So I said, well, you're going to be fine because you got to get caught in action. You got to have the females telling you and the dudes got to tell you seven saying you were the one that goddamn set it up and they got to see the money. And I say, well, okay, they already got the females telling on me. They see the money, but they a trick ain't going to tell on his cell, telling him he paid for some pussy. Yeah. And he was like, well, we got nothing to worry about. But I promise you, the next couple months were hell, man. I mean, shit. Damn, white motherfuckers was mad as hell. 
I got white females working for me. Everybody done caught on, but you still got a lot of white motherfuckers that fuck with me, that, that love what I was doing. And, man, I had the captain telling me, man, you belonged in the, the 80s and shit, man. That, that's amazing and shit. And I'm thinking like, damn, but he was the doctor. And I'm thinking like, damn, dog, I'm just stressed. I got a lot of shit going on right now. I don't know what the next life turns like. Man, I'm going to give you two days off. Man, just relax and take these pills. Man, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, pimp. And I said, damn. You got some people who actually fuck with it, man, but don't white people couldn't, you know, bear it with the captains that was in my platoon and shit. So yeah. they started packing on me and pushed me out and tried to say I was, I was a failure to adapt, which I really wasn't. They just got mad and when the shit actually came out and I mean, just like anything, like shit, just look at how they did R. Kelly before I guess they found he was guilty. I mean shit, he pissed on some girls and said he was underage. You already might be gonna think he's a pedophile. Shit, a lot of mothers don't know what the hell a pimp is and they think the mother just beat women. So I guess they felt like, damn and then scum my of black the earth. They looked at you like scum yeah. of the earth like yeah, like this motherfucker. <laughs> and he's and he's pimping out our women. Yeah. I said, God damn, it wasn't even like that. But mm-hmm. sure enough, man, I did my little article fifteen and you know, all the motherfuckers always told me you can get one article fifteen and come back from it and uh I guess that wasn't the case for me. So you wanted to go back? Well, I mean, it was it was like this. The army wasn't affecting what I was doing. But I mean, I was more scared of getting a dishonorable mm. in the case for some reason my pimping shit didn't really work out. I can never get a fucking job. Mm. But what they couldn't do was kick me out on dishonorable. So I got an honorable under general conditions. Mm. Oh no, a general under honorable conditions. So they, they failed at what they tried to do and they didn't even really clear me off post. I was on the investigation. I was never really supposed to leave post, but they handed me my ticket and said, go the fuck home. Mm. Literally. So I said, all right, well, guess I ain't going to fight this shit no more. Got my ticket and uh, back home. But I was back home earlier than what I thought I was going to be. Because I was thinking, like, I got all this fucking money and I got the bitches in Hawaii, but damn. I started looking at the living costs, but then I was like, I could have did it, but I, I, I chose to go back home. And then, sure enough, I lost that group of bitches. And so you brought, them, you, you brought the girls from Hawaii back home? No. I mean, I got one of them that came a little later, you know. And that was crazy because she was actually around my cameraman, Damo. And I didn't even know like that shit even could happen. Because he didn't know she was even from Hawaii or anything like that. It was just a crazy thing. That's when we started, you know, filming my documentary and shit down here. But... Nah, I mean, they didn't want to fly. I guess they thought I was going to fall off. So they stayed the ass in Hawaii. They just kept me on social media. Mm-hmm. So when I came back, I had to really start over. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I just kept and I stayed, remained the same to the same recipe and everything I was doing. Yeah. Got right on Tinder, POF, changed the location in Columbia, and sure enough, found my first bitch. Had to go get her. How long did it take you to do that? It only took me a month. Mm was it were you, were you stressed out for that month like damn this shit ain't like Hawaii my nigga like uh, cause it's different it is it, I, I can't even say uh yeah I was a little worried because damn downtown they can go walk all day but I done been to five points and I don't remember no hoes really walking downtown so I was like damn this is gonna be cause Hawaii is so funny my first day downtown 
every bitch that you would want to holler at, bro, they were all working. Literally, that's when I realized this is a monster down here. I'm talking about every bitch that you would want to holler at, or that would that was even like a ten in Columbia standard. They were all working. I'm talking about. I'm talking to the bitch. You tell me something. Oh, how how much time do you want? Huh? Excuse me. What? What? Yeah, it's gonna be five hundred dollars. And I'm thinking, what the hell? Then I go a little bit down the street, talk to another bitch. Same shit. Then I go across the street, talk to some old bitches. Same shit. Then I just had to stop and look at the whole downtown, left to right, and I was just like, damn, there's money out here. But I get back home, and that's the only thing I was really worried about, like where these bitches was going to walk. And then one of my hoes that still fucked with me, she was like, just get on back page. So that was a new game for you? Yeah, it was a new game. I was like, I never really worked with the internet. I ain't know too much about it, but I got my first bitch and had a little help from another bitch from out of town. And she showed me how to do the Bitcoin shit, and uh, it was on from there. I still touched the same money. It just wasn't as fast as what Hawaii was. Like I said, everything is $500, but the motherfuckers was ringing like a motherfucker. So I can only imagine if I had did the strip, back page, and them dating sites in Hawaii. Because mm-hmm. it, it was wow. So but, you back home, you got your first girl. Are you doing this shit out of hotel rooms or do you got a crib or like how is it moving at this time? Like what's the situation like? Because I'd imagine like, and that brings me to my next question, but I'm going to ask you this question. So you get your first girl here. Where are you, you know, moving your operation out of? Man, let me take, man, my first day I got my bitch and it's actually when I had to drop money for the car I I was driving at the time. I had to drop three thousand for the car I was driving, old two thousand seven uh, Merc, and uh, I had just gave my my mama a lot of money, so I'm only really working. At this time, I only got like I think maybe fifty dollars. It took me a month to get the first bitch anyway, so I only got like maybe fifty dollars trying to show my mama love and all this shit. Is Christmas coming up? Or no, Christmas had already passed. So this New Year's, so I'm thinking like, damn, I'm gonna get this on my homeboy. Tell me he gonna drive me. He just wanted to be around and shit. It was it was fascinating to a lot of people. So he driving. We go get the bitch and shit. So I'm thinking like, damn, I'm not gonna invest. I mean, you can't even get a hotel for goddamn fifty dollars. I mean, you could, but you know the tax is gonna hit you. So it's gonna be a little bit more than fifty. So I'm thinking, damn, I'm gonna do this shit. But man, the bitch put me on the back page. I put the bitch on the back page, and I mean, man, sure enough, man, that bitch ran up, and she was an ugly little white girl. She ran that shit up to like. Six hundred dollar in the first hour, and I'm like, damn. And I was thinking like, do I go get a room now? But then check-in time ain't till like you know two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon. So we stayed, we just stayed up the whole night. So we working and getting that shit done. Now I'm doing out calls, a little different, you know. I had a trap spot, I had a little hotel room in Hawaii. Now I'm actually driving these bitches today to where they need to go, and I did a little bit of that in Cali, but. It wasn't too much the motherfuckers was coming to you. So now I'm taking these bitches back and forth and we get money. I done had a motherfucker meet the bitch in uh what is that? That park right there in Laurel Springs. Fucked it right there in the goddamn in the little park in the playground. And that was for like two hundred dollars. I'm thinking like, damn, so it's money down here. It's just shit. Okay, then like I said, sure enough the next day, 
We just went and started getting rooms, and it was on from there. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to my next question. When you get a girl, when a girl wants to fuck with you, like be your prostitute or whatever, does she have to pay you? Can she just say, I like you, I want to work for you, let me prove myself to you, or does she have to come with some money in hand to be yours? Uh, it, de- it depends on every female. It depends. It depends on if I wanted you to come fuck with me in the first place. It depends on how long it took you to accept the deal or accept the offer that I was out handing to you. Um, it, it all depends, but I, I'm... I, some of them, yeah, they got to bring a fee. If I already know what they're going to do, then, yeah, they're just going to come right off the bat. You don't really need too much money for me because I know I'm going to make it. Man, that, yeah, that's how it goes. Not too much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but motherfucker tell me they just want to come fuck with me and work with me, yeah, I'm going to let them come. I ain't going to turn it down. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you vet girls? Like, how do you see what they're about? How do you know that they're good for you? Because, I mean, all money ain't good money. I'm sure you realize that in oh, this yeah. Day. And that, that brings me to the point, like, I don't really fuck with a lot of black females. I mean, that, that game really opened up a lot for me to realize, like, damn. Because, I mean, you could take the ugliest, fattest white girl. <laughs> you could take the prettiest black girl of your choice. You go to Vegas and work them. I promise you, the fat white bitch going to always make way more money than the prettiest black female. I think it's just something with America. Everybody likes white or wants to try white. It, it, it's funny. But if you're white, you probably gonna come work with me because y'all was t- taught a different standard. Of course, you got some trailer trash, but they they easier to mold. But black females, they come with a lot of attitude and and just bullshit, mm-hmm. you know. And hate to say it, but most of them be having babies. Like I was really on some hustle and flow at one point <laughs> where we doing calls and shit, and I got the baby in the damn car with me. Yeah. I was like, God damn, right? It's too much shit. They come with baggage. I said, but you can always, you can always tell. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, what would you say was the defining moment for you that took you to the next level in your game? That made you say, this shit is for me. This is what I want to do. This is my calling. And the shit that took you to the next level. Like, you elevate from being a little nigga riding around with your DJ he putting you on game to now you the boss. Like you can go to any city and make your presence felt and get some money. Like what was the defining moment for you, and what made you know that this was your calling? Well, when I met Gates and uh, man, it was a different vibe, man. I mean, they, they really showed me respect, a different level. The people chose me and, and accepted me with doing what I was doing, and was still fucking with me. And then, like I said that day, when I realized. I can do more than just that pimp shit with the management skills that I learned from that. And I became a talent manager. I mean, that day was the day I think I had like 30 females at one time. I mean, it was really How much incredible. of a headache is that, bro? Man, it, it's a it's a whole lot. You know, and that's why I be trying to tell my cousin. That's why I think I smoke like a pack a day of cigarettes, <laughs> if not two. But, I mean, damn, that shit's stressful. I mean, because you got to deal with all them different personalities. Some of them won't dig. Sometimes you ain't got enough. You ain't got nothing left to shoot out. I said, damn, somebody gonna be left out. But yeah. Damn, it's. Tr- I mean, hell. Dealing with two females, hell, dealing with one is stressful. God damn. 
like babies or some shit. Like they, they just need so fucking much. Like I mean, right. I mean it's a different level. It ain't like the regular relationship. They just need so fucking much. Like my patience level really had to be to a certain extent to where I could deal with everything. Oh, bitch wanna watch TV. <laughs> she wanna cut a little little bit. Oh, yeah. she wanna talk about goals and shit that really didn't mean a damn thing to you. It's just the fact that you gotta fucking listen to the shit and then sometimes I'm like they be dumb and shit but see and that's what I learned if you just listen to them man they gonna do whatever the fuck you want mm. cause the fact that you took that time they probably never had nobody take that time out to really listen to them and really talk to them about some of the shit that they wanna just talk about cause I ain't gonna lie some of the shit just be the stupidest shit ever but if you just take the time out to listen to them it really just did a lot of like I don't know, like open a next door level for them on a submissive level. Now, now you really control them. You you can tell them to do anything. You can tell them to go jump off the bridge and and come back up with this much, and they gonna do it. I mean, it, it was crazy. Mm. I ain't never seen nothing like it. Yeah, that's crazy though. That's like some psychology shit, man. Yeah, and I mean, I started reading those damn books too. Really, and I, and, I, and that's when I really started realizing, like, damn. This shit was chosen for me. Like, Terrence Howard, one of my favorite goddamn matters. I watched that husband flow and I just said, like, damn, I can relate to this shit. Like, I mean, it, I mean, it was everything I was doing, just I wasn't rapping. But I mean, it, it was crazy. The hardships, the, the lows and down. Like, when I would blow money or blow money on a bitch, investing in a bitch, I could lose it and get it right back. I mean, I knew what it took. I knew what it, I mean, it, it, it was chosen for me. I mean, it was, it, it, it was unreal. I mean, nah, I mean, we just kept going, and then, like I said, I started realizing I could do more things with it. Mm. And, now, and they always chose me. I yeah. mean, it was a different feeling, but that's when I really knew this got to be for me. If I'm still doing it, people still respecting it, now I'm doing other things on top of this and setting other doors open for me. I mean, nah, I mean, at that time, you got to know it's for you. Yeah. You know, you still got the money. Yeah, and you talk. You just brought up hustling flow, like the hardships and shit like that that you can relate to. What's some hardships that you face in this game? Man, even, well, see now, I don't think that ever happened to him in that damn movie, me man. Shit, and that's when I, I, I really want to goddamn get on my homeboy Nip, cause I said, cause it's been the fuck, man. I come back home, everybody on the goddamn PS4s and shit. We playing the games heavy, man. Like I made a big ass mistake one time, man. Big ass mistake, man. Um. I started getting too comfortable in the goddamn rooms one time, man. I was playing the game. And, I mean, when we game, we gamers. Like, we put the headphones on, sound, sound canceling. And, I mean, we was really gaming. And then one day, I don't know what I – but that's when I realized now I didn't have time to do, like I said, those little things where you got to listen, comfort them, reassure them. But I'm just thinking, like – Bitch, do you know who I am? Like, as long as you just stay to the process, all these things gonna happen. I ain't gotta keep reiterating this shit every goddamn five minutes to you every goddamn day. But now I'm playing the game. So you would play just a game, but you know these damn memes with the game, it's hard to get these niggas off of it. Yeah, really like that's fucking addicting. So I was playing the game, and I guess this bitch has been with me for three months now. I guess she done felt like, well, she was with me a little longer than that, but man, I guess she got fed up. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I put my hands on her. I just feel like, I don't know. 
Shit, I guess she was in her fucking feelings. I mean, it pisses me off to this day. It made me sick. Cause I really put myself in that situation. Where I had a suite. I'm upstairs playing the game. Man, I'm on a game with my boy Nip and shit. I look left, and this nigga's coming up my damn stairs with the mask on and shit. So I'm looking. I'm still playing the game like, oh, shit. But my homeboy can hear it on the, on the little, you know, the headset and shit. So he hearing every fucking thing. These niggas done tried to pistol whip me and shit. So I said, what the fuck? So I got them, got pistol with some, some weak ass shit. But I had all my money laid out on the fucking bed, though. Like, but then I'm thinking, then I left my gun. Man, that's why I tell you, I was fucking comfortable, dog. I was fucking comfortable. I ain't never slipped like that again. Man, I had my gun downstairs in the fucking kitchen. Like, and then I just had my, my cameraman over there. We was just talking about some goals and shit. Like, 15 minutes before these motherfuckers ran in. I had cooked some wings and all. And then, man, these niggas got me underneath the goddamn the kitchen <laughs> counter sink and shit. Yeah. Robbing my shit. I'm talking about I took my fucking jacket. They too, put cause. you under the kitchen counter sink? Man, no. I, I was underneath the sink upstairs. But I was underneath that shit. Nigga, I screwed, screwed it back. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. got good. No, I, I ain't know if the niggas yeah. made you go in that nah, motherfucker. Nah, hell nah. Hell <laughs> no. Nah. That shit would've been funny. But let me tell you the first shit that the nigga did do. So, man, it's a fucking mirror on the wall next to where the fuck I was leaning to. My knees is kind of like... Like, you can see my knees in the mirror and shit. So, I'm on the ground and shit with the mirror on the wall and shit. So, one nigga holding me at gunpoint... Underneath the little sink shit upstairs, and I'm thinking like, yo, just cool out. You ain't even gotta do this shit, yeah. my nigga. I mean, just, just take what you need and get the fuck out. Like, right? Niggas took my PS4. Niggas took my Woodboy jacket, camo jacket. Them niggas snapped that motherfucker out the wall with the game plan and nigga, everything. I'm talking about everything, and that's when my homeboy knew something was wrong, so he called my phone. My shit ring. My thing. I had the iPhone eight at the time, dog. I think the first waterproof phone. Man, nigga took my phone, smashed it, threw it in the toilet. But I'm thinking, like, you fuck, nigga. But I know that bitch waterproof. Let's see if that shit really waterproof. <laughs> so these niggas got there and the woo. So the other nigga was taking his time downstairs. A nigga was like, yo, started making like little sounds and shit. Telling son, we good? He said, yeah, come on. So this nigga look at me. So at this point, I'm trying to test his games. He's like, so what you about to pull the trigger in this bitch or uh, something now? So he looking around and shit. Like, he looking hesitant. This nigga look at the mirror. My knees is up. Like, you know how you on the ground got your knees up? This nigga tried to take the mirror and do some whole movie shit like smash it on my knees and let that bitch, you know, like the shit just shatter. Man, that shit ain't even do that shit tumbled off my knees and I'm just thinking like, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Like, he just tried to do some whole movie shit on my ass and he go downstairs and I'm waiting to make sure the clothes clear. I heard the door close. I go downstairs and I fucking lock the door, run back up, take my phone out the goddamn toilet and the shit, sure enough, Apple ain't lie about that. The shit was waterproof. I called my boy Nip. And I said, bro, come get me now. I got robbed. The bitch got them set me up. Da, 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 da. So he was like, damn. So he was like, I'm, we on the way. And them niggas, that shit was already on the way. Mm-hmm. And I called my uh, cameraman back, called my boy Donald, bro, and my family. And all, everybody done pulled up to the trap. Everybody eat it. I was talking about niggas done took my gun, took my money. I was talking about, damn, I wasn't even about the money. But I told him, I said, God, the principal the bitch set me up. Because oh, because of the fucking game. As soon as my homeboy got to that motherfucker, I said, first, because of that fucking game. I ain't, nigga, I can't even hear shit. Nigga, yeah. how these niggas run up the stairs on me? Like, I didn't even know they was here until I looked left when they already at the top of the stairs. I'm snapping on his dad, but I'm talking about, bro, let's let's go home, bro. We got like a two-hour drive to her fucking mama house, but she had, she didn't even live here. The bitch was from Buford, dog. I was yeah. from, bitch from Buford. 
And I said, man, God damn, I need to come get this bitch like da da da. But then, so we looking for the bitch. I'm calling the bitch like, where you at? Da da da. I need this shit back. Da da da. The bitch tell me some goddamn. I was treating her wrong. Da da. But that's when I realized how much. And that right there, really, that's another time that really solidified this shit really was probably made for me. Yeah. Because, remember, they ran off with $10,000. That's how much we made that day. Um, took my gun, took my PlayStation, all that shit. Man, a bitch still talking to me, but she just robbed me. How do you know she robbed you, though? Man, it, it had to be. Because, like I said, man, where I was at, I was in a suburban extended state. Man, I put the top locks on, da 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 she had to be the nick, the bitch that that let these niggas in. Mm-hmm. She was on her period. We were just coasting it, and it was two days before Thanksgiving. Yeah, we was going, we was gonna go to her mom's house or some shit like that for fucking Thanksgiving. Yeah, like goddamn. You don't make but, the bitches work on well, on their period and shit. I do if they can give hair to go out to eat and shit, <laughs> but you know, ain't nobody wanna man. That's another time, man. Man, hell no, nah, nobody wanna pay for that shit, man. That shit be bloody as hell, dog. Why the hell one time? When we was in Charlotte, dog, man, I had some niggas get upset about that shit. Tell them, man, I need my money. I need some money back, dog. She, she bleeding. She can have this bitch out here like that. I said, bro, yeah. I ain't even know she put the start tonight. We can get like half back. Like, damn. Well, I gave a nigga half. I don't do bad business, but damn. I was like, shit. But nah, hell nah, man. Them bitches yeah. working on their period. Because if you making enough money, you ain't got to work. Yeah. I mean, shit. Yeah, especially if you get $100 a day. Shit, you can't even really make that on goddamn a regular day job. Getting mm-hmm. $100. But I said, man, that shit good. So I got down. Man, the bitch was calling me and shit. I got my boys out there. Everybody looking. We at least 10 deep looking for the bitch. And then one nigga was like, man, go on Snapchat. You kept that bitch Snapchat location on, didn't you? I said, yeah. man, hell yeah. yeah. So I got them get on Snapchat. I seen the bitch was still down here. Yeah. It just didn't go to where she was at. And I guess she was so upset, man. Man, she was crazy. So I'm calling the bitch and the bitch tells her, I just want you to calm down. I'm scared. I'm nervous. The bitch didn't see me put in work. But I was where I done got them saved her from two crazy niggas that was following her all the way from Charlotte. And niggas done got them fucked my car up, fucked her car. I mean, shit was crazy, man. And she seen what type of nigga I was. I don't play that shit. I was going to kill yeah. her if I found her. But goddamn. So she scared. So she so she set you up, me, yeah. got you robbed, but now she's talking about she's scared. Nigga, what? Nigga, was I'm it a pimp my... that robbed you, you think? Or did you ever man, find out oh, who I'm robbed? T- you? Man, I found out who robbed me. <laughs> so she told me, so she was mixed. She black and white. Yeah. She never knew her father. So goddamn, she with her white family, but she but the niggas I know who robbed me was black. She said. They were her fucking uncles come down here and she told them that I was hitting on her or some shit. I said, what the fuck? What the fuck you lie to these niggas for and shit like that? So she, I said, man, come on, bro. Yeah. So goddamn, I said, I just want my money back. Or not even that. I just need to see you. We need to talk. At that time, I already knew I was going to goddamn light her ass. So she, if she ain't never hit before, I was going to hit her that damn day. I right. promise. So she talking to me. Just, I just want to make sure you come and can let us in. Then they stole my gun. You don't even know. I'm trying to say anything to get this bitch to come back and see me face to face. This is going to get ugly. So this bitch, I'm so, uh, I, just, I just wanted you to come. I just wanted you to, to realize how you were treating me so you could treat me better. Bitch, what? But the whole time I put myself on me, I just couldn't believe this bitch even saying this shit. So. I had my boys leave. They tell me, bro, you sure you want to stay here tonight? Bro, I'm going to make this bitch pull up. Bro, I know who I am. Bro, I really like that. I'm the GOAT. Like, I, that's the, the mentality I had. Like, I knew the bitch is on the phone with me. And she just robbed me. She got to show back up in the morning. Bro, so sure enough, checkout was around like 11. 
I said, you need to pull the fuck up. Like, I don't even have no money to renew the room and da 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 and all this shit. Yeah. And I ain't got nowhere to go. You, bitch, you took the car and all this shit. So, At that sure point, enough, she don't give a fuck about you. Nigga, I, Trying you, to act like she nigga, do. Yeah, yeah, you would think. But, but see, that's, that, that statement right there is what my cousin was trying to tell me the whole time. And I was thinking like, but all my bitches love me, you know? But sure enough, the bitch pulled back up. That was a valuable lesson, huh? Yeah, oh no, valuable. Because the bitch definitely pulled back up. She gave me $7,000. So I guess she split or gave them niggas who did all that shit, you know, like 2000 piece. But then I asked her who the fuck robbed me. She said it was her uncles and shit. So... She had to go get her shit from the room because she said her uncles, her uncles paid for her room on Broad River, yeah. which was only three minutes down the fucking street. <laughs> and we was almost there, but we just didn't know where the fuck she was at. Mm-hmm. So goddamn, she go back, she pulled back up, I got my money. I don't have my jacket, but she brought me back my PlayStation and my fucking, so I'm thinking, this bitch done brought me back well, your pistol. some money. Man, she <laughs> brought me back a different pistol. So I had a fucking MP9 shield. Man, this bitch brought me back a five-shot thirty-eight special. But, 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 but I was thinking, like, the other gun I had didn't even have no safety. This gun don't have no safety, but it don't drop shells. So is it really like a, I don't know, but to shoot five, the other gun shot seven. So I was trying to do the, like, uh, I guess, because that shit was stolen too. But damn, okay. So you brought back everything, and you brought back some of the money. I didn't expect the money to even come back to me. But... The whole day, so I remember I told my phone was smashed. I said, all right, bitch, I don't even want to talk. Let's just relax. Like, I'm still, like, shaking. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to do at this point. Because this bitch came back with shit I didn't even think she was going to come back with. So I'm thinking, okay, I paid for another night at the room. It's a day before Thanksgiving. Say, I still want to go. I still want you to come down, you know, to my mom's house do Thanksgiving. You know, and shit. So I was really trying to figure out, man, what do this bitch love me? Like, like what the fuck? So I'm getting a new phone at T-Mobile and shit, and the bitch acting funny, shaking and shit. You know, I can tell something uneasy. She was like, I got something to tell you. And I say, well, well, well what the fuck is it? And she say, well. <laughs> well what the fuck is it? Yeah, what, what the fuck is it? You done, you done, you done came back? I'm trying to relax. Tell myself, you know how I told you my uncles was the ones that, that, that came? And I said, yeah, 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 come on, because I knew something was funny about that damn story. Y- your uncles, hmm, but you don't know your daddy, so how the hell you gonna know your black side? So she tells me a whole fucking trick robbed me, and I knew the nigga, because I'm the one that set the nigga with the bitch when I used to talk ass bitches through the text now apps and shit, while she had another play in there, you know, I gotta stall the time so she can get the other play out there so the other play can come in. The nigga name was Leslie, dog. And one day, he was seeing the bitch. I think he had seen the bitch a total of, like, 12 times. Fell in love with the pussy. Like, just, like, niggas do some dumb shit for the pussy. Like, I ain't never seen no shit like that. So, one day, I guess, I was getting a little too impatient. She goes see the nigga at his house. And, and I was blowing her phone up. And I said, get your ass outside. You done been over there too damn long. So, then, right then, I can hear him on the phone telling me, oh, so you have a pimp? And she didn't really know what to say at that time, but she hung up on me and took her time walking out to the car and shit. I think he walked into the gate and she, she walked the rest of the way. And I'm like, God damn, what the fuck is wrong with you? Come to the fucking car. But then ever since then, 
he would text shit like when he would come and see her like yeah go ahead give my money to that nigga give my money to that pimp and shit like that and I'll be seeing the little sneak this and shit but I'm thinking like I ain't got nothing to worry about it, you fucking trick. I swear to God, what the fuck wrong with you? Man, she told me that shit, man. I said, I was living. I'm talking about heated. You let a whole trick come in this bitch and rob me. So I got the phone from her, her phone. I'm texting the nigga. I see it. Well, he, he texting her. Tell me something. I know I didn't just do all that. For you to go back to him when I told you I can give you a different life, you could be my wife and all this in the future, and I can do all this shit. I'm just thinking, bro, niggas is lame. But I'm about to murder this nigga. Yeah. So I didn't goddamn call the nigga <laughs> like, bro, pull the fuck up, you bitch ass. I'm I'm going, man. I couldn't believe he hung up on me. But I told him, I said, where the fuck does this nigga stay? But he had stayed somewhere downtown where it was gated. That's some shit like this. So, and I didn't know where he really stayed. Was he a black dude? Was, yeah, it was a black dude, man. I ain't never seen no shit like that, though. Like, And then he gave, you could tell he was lame because he gave the money back. Gave the money back. But I guess he kept 4000 for himself to split with his homeboy. So they got 2000 people. He gave the bitch the money. A lame-ass nigga. Like, you gave this bitch the money? The bulk of the money. The bulk of the money. Like, not, not, not 2000 like. You she gave you back seven. Seven thousand. Stupid Plus motherfucker. And then, and then, like, she did some slick shit again that was, again, and that's when I realized maybe my dumb ass was in love, you know? Well, but see, and I tell my cousin that shit all the time, like, I don't think I was really, really in love with that bitch. She was just my best bitch at the time, you know? Like, I really care for her. That was the best thing you had up until that point. Yeah, to that point, Because I can tell you really cared about her, bro, because you said you took her back. After that, them niggas could have killed you. Yeah, man, yeah. That's what my cousin talks about. Them niggas could have killed you, man. That's the only time I ever, like, was ever like that. Like, 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 was sweet. Like, like, just solved. And then I took the bitch bad, even. Like, really beat that bitch ass for real. But I think I... I ain't gonna lie, I think I did with bad. I said the biggest had guns in my head. I ain't gonna lie, I think I did do a little. They tried to smash the brand new yeah, iPhone, yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah, God damn. Then he was in the middle of a gaming session. Yeah, but man, I swear to God, though. And then I did another. You know, most of the ghosts told me it was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Man, she was my bottom bitch. Man, I ended up getting her pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, sheesh. Like, so you got you got a kid by her now? Yeah. How's y'all's relationship Girl. now? Oh, she's lame. You know. Yeah. She's, she's exactly what she was in the shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but you know, I was going to change her life around me. I'm going to do what's good for my child. But see, I, I don't know. But this bitch went back to that place. I mean, that, that place ain't shit. I mean, they just ain't got no opportunities. And they really ain't got nothing to look for. You know what I'm saying? They do dumbass shit. Bitches are dumb. Like I said, every bitch she brought down there that was from that place, I ended up firing and sending the fuck right back up there. Like... <laughs> <laughs> they just came with nothing. And then there was another yeah, black bitch. Drama. Yeah, just dumb shit. And that's when I told her them one black bitch lied to her one time. It was like she was coming with some money. And she go all the way down to Buford two hours away. I'm waiting in the room waiting for the bitch to come back. The bitch come back and say, oh, and she didn't have any money. Oh, she didn't have any money? Why the fuck is she here? And this black bitch talking about she buy her hair off of eBay for $40, so she low maintenance and I ain't got nothing to worry about. I said, well, who the fuck want to hear a bitch like that? And what you're trying to tell me is, I got a two-cent hoe. I got to make $1,000 work. Like, no, I don't want to hear no shit like that. And then she was black. Just didn't like her vibe. She was really a junkie on the low. She was doing coke and 
Yeah, it was just sad, but sent her ass the fuck back up there. And then, like I said, like for a whole day, she only made like maybe $140. I can't do shit with that. Yeah. Take your ass back. Like, don't even waste my time. I'm spending more than you on food and, and shit like that. Like, bitch, no. Yeah. And then, I'm going to be hurting when your ass go on your period because, bitch, you, you ain't even making no money. But, yeah, it, it was it was terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Now, now. I hear a lot of pimps say, you know, this ain't a boyfriend girlfriend business. Would you yeah, ever have a yeah. wife, like an actual wife, where you in a monogamous uh, relationship? Like, get on your knee. Will uh, you marry me, baby? Man. Let's walk down the aisle. I'm leaving this pimp shit alone. I'm gonna go start me a motherfucking trucking business man. and keep it moving and do shit. some legal shit. You think you could ever do that one day? I do, man. And that's why I said I'm glad this pimp shit not open up other lanes of opportunity for me. But mostly entertainment, you know, with the management. But I could. But she would have to really be on some freaky shit. Like, we can have threesomes here and there. And, and, and yeah, we married, but we might can do like a polygamous thing. Like, let's invite one bitch and that's our girlfriend type of thing. But I could, you know. But for me to do that, she got to match my hustle. But if she's not already a hustler, I'm not even going to marry her. She can't go get her own money and damn near match mine and shit like that. And she can't be one to listen and take investment lessons. And I can't even. Mm-mm. Yeah. I could never see myself doing that. Because believe it or not, I tried to do it with my baby mom, you know. Just on some the shit. The one that like, got you robbed. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> hey, man, that is the funniest shit. Man, that shit really was like that. Like, she got me robbed. But I promise I was going to. Try to stop everything and do what was good for the child. You gonna marry her, bro? Nah, no. Oh, she's she's so far gone now. Like, oh, she far gone now. Oh boy, she's she dead in that water. Yeah, she's back. How the fuck she supposed to do? If I if I was really, I'm a cold nigga, but I don't think I could ever go back and pimp her ass out again. But that that shit was. Nah, you can't, bro. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, mother my, my child. But you know, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm crazy. not a pimp myself, but I say, bro, that's not the wise decision, bro. You yeah. should definitely not do that. That, that motherfucker is so far gone. She get mad at you? Man, and then it's so fun. I'm just glad she ain't put me on child support yet. You know, I don't want to speak that up. You know, knock on something. But, I mean, mm. She was just lost. You know, I don't know when she's going to really find herself. Because she was almost finding herself with me. Just, I was just dibbing and dabbing too much in the honey. You know? And it damn sure caught myself. I don't remember how long it took. I think I was quick that day. I think it was two minutes and 30 seconds. I remember. That shit was quick. And I laid in that motherfucker. And I rolled back over. And I was thinking like, damn. Did I really just do that shit? And then her ass get up to me. I don't even get pregnant that easy. I said... Yeah, fuck that. But did I really just nut of you? Like, I ain't know why the fuck I ain't never went and got Plan B, but sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking That's of it. that shit, bro, like, you know, being that you are in the lifestyle that you're into, bro, when you meet a girl that you're attracted to, would you go out in public and, you know, get her number and actually go on a date with a regular girl that's not a hoe? Would you do that? Man, I have. I mean, I have. I mean... I definitely have, and uh, they've all, mm, well, I took her on a few dates, but she said she kept getting play advice from me, and then the line of work I was doing, she felt like I was still fucking the, uh, my females at that time anyway, 
So it was like she didn't really take it too serious. But we went on dates and shit. I was around when the Golden State was going back to back and shit. I mean, it was, it was a crazy year. That was 2016, 2017. But uh, I, I can. I talked to a few right now. That, that, that's, I, I can see that could probably be something. But it's kind of hard. And even if I'm not even pimping, when I'm doing my management shit, with just even the modeling and all the other shit, you know, females get, you know, insecurities come out. You know, I don't know how they got fucked up in their past relationships, but they start thinking, oh, well, you're around the models. You sure you're not going to fuck them or kiss them or shit like that. And it just be pissing me off. So I don't be wanting all that headache. So and it's kind of hard because, I mean, I'm kind of open. I'm an open, honest person. Especially if I know you ain't no, no cop and you ain't going to snitch on me. But it's just like, it's kind of hard for a female to, to kind of look at me in that way after I tell her what I do. And then she start questioning me too. Like, well, damn, you ain't even boyfriend or husband material because you do this. But then how? I just do this shit to get my money and invest. But a lot of people and don't I tell you the like truth. That. And you telling the truth. Yeah, and I'm, I'm telling you what I do. Right. I said, shit. You go work hard. I can work for five, and then I don't even consider that working. I go there, check on anything, make sure they don't, ain't no tricks, ain't fucking with them or nothing like that. And I come back home, I got $5,000. What did you do today? How you doing? <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? But you want me to stop this? And then, okay, now I go get another job. But then now you ain't going on these type of dates we going on. And... Now, I can't just give you some spending money. It's your law. I mean, you take it how you want it, but some of us going to be thinking like that. They just be thinking, oh, he can never be in a serious relationship or husband material, boyfriend. I don't even want to try. We can have fun and fuck, have him pay for a couple meals and shit. And, and that's when I realized, oh, okay, but I got a couple. Like, I think I'm more attracted to strippers because they – they're not necessarily, like, a hoe to me is someone who does anything for free. I don't even consider my, my females hoes, let alone prostitutes. Because prostitutes, like, those, you got different levels. Like, you got a bum, then you got a different type of bum that just don't have a job and don't want to work but stay with his mama. Then you got the ones that's out there on the street. There's different levels to the shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, don't even, I don't even have prostitutes. Like, I got bitches that can go on celebrity dates, uh... High-end clientele and shit like that, but they damn sure not hoes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't do shit for free. And so I love that. So that's why I said I, I fuck with strippers. Because you're really not out there fucking everybody, but you a hustler. You got that mindset that I need you to be on. But in a way... It's the illusion. Lifestyle, yeah. It's the yeah. illusion. Like, she giving niggas the illusion that she'll fuck you, but she not fucking you. Yeah, exactly. Strippers make you feel like you can have them. Make exactly. you feel like you can fuck with them, but you really can't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, speaking of meeting girls and going on dates and shit like that, like, you know, do pimps buy women shit? Like, because you talked about dating girls and being able to buy them nice shit and extravagant shit like that. You know, do you per se, when you meet a girl and you like her, would you buy her some shit? Like, you know, take her shopping? Or does that go against... The code, like you talking about, just a girl, just I a like. regular girl, regular mm. girl. You let's say you go to the fair tomorrow. You know the fair just got in town. Yeah, you go to the fair. You meet a chick. You like shit. You know, let's go on some rides and shit like that. 
you know, I'm going to buy you a candy apple. I'm going to buy you some food. And then after that, you know, over the weekend, you might be like, you know what? I'm really fucking with you. I'm a nigga with some paper. You know, let's go to the mall. Shit, you want these shoes? Fuck it. I buy you these shoes. You know, yeah. shit like that. Yeah, I, 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 I done definitely did shit like that before. Because in that way, if, I, if I'm doing all that, then I can honestly see myself being with you at that time. Now it's up for you to accept everything that comes with me. Mm. And the day you tell me that you can't accept that, then all that shit has to stop. And now you can only get dick. If I still want to fuck with you. But then I can go fuck my females or whoever I want to fuck after that. But, you know, I can definitely do that. It's just it's different levels. Like, I will never go to another nigga's establishment. Or, or, or like I said, like a strip club. And label myself as, or in the lane as a trick. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like okay, how about this then? Let me, let me put it like this. Like, if I'm doing all that, I was talking to this female for a week, two weeks, a month in before I actually seen her and took her on a date. And nine times out of ten, I probably fucked her before I even did all that. So now she's already showed me. She's feeling me. She's digging me. I'm thinking I could probably be somewhere. So now, yeah, let me go ahead and take her on a date. Let's go get a drink. And then if I'm really paying for some shit first, I'm probably going to pay for a drink or some food first. You know what I'm saying? Different levels to it. And then, then we go on some shit like that. They don't really get no spinning clash of me going and really paying for shit until probably like the third time or the second time I done smashed. Like to really see if you really fucking me. I got to check the vibes. But yeah. But I definitely don't just, nah, hell nah. But nah, the fair is a different vibe. It's damn self. You know, you take a motherfucker to the fair. Now they really think they something. Because you now you're in front of, <laughs> you in front of at least 10,000 goddamn people. Yeah. And, and now they already feeling special. So if you don't get no pussy from that night, that bitch just ain't feeling it. So you done went in that bitch and spent I mean, and then you can always just check the vibes. How she doing? And then that's when you get the test. Like I said, 10,000 people. She from South Carolina or from wherever the fair you're going to at. Now you're going to see if she really only fucking with you. Now you got niggas who might come to her like, oh, how you doing? See? Now you got to see how she playing shit. And then I'm going to have females that time out. Juice, the forbidden fruit. Now she gotta see how I'm gonna play. Oh, this is so and so, and it's all about how you introduce that next person when you see somebody out there that see you. So, yeah, shit like that. Them be different vibes, but yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely would do that though. But it ain't gonna be no random. Like, ain't gonna be no motherfucker that I just said, oh, I want her, but I ain't really did my research and tried to dig or really tried to get at it. You know, I'm starting to think like some of these females be a challenge. I go after like really. Bad bitches, like, if you see me with a motherfucker, I done really tried on this motherfucker. I'm winning. <laughs> yeah. I said, man, I said, shit, it ain't no regular motherfucker, boy. It take a, a special motherfucker, like I said, to be with a pimp at that. Because you got to yeah. accept all that shit that come with it. And you got to trust me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, mm, yeah, for sure. It can happen. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Now... With the lifestyle you live, bro, and a lot of the stories that you told me, it seemed like you learned a lot of lessons. Man, a lot yeah, of valuable yeah. lessons, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, What would you say the most valuable lesson that you've learned from this game? Because, you know, growing up as a kid, I'm sure you probably had that one valuable lesson that something that your mama told you that she always tried to drive home, but you never understood that shit until you got older and that motherfucker just hit you like a ton of bricks. And then from high school probably to the military – 
you know, just different points in your life, you learn valuable lessons that help mold you as a man as you've grown. Yeah. What was the most valuable lesson you've learned from this stage in your life in this game? Don't be scared to take a loss and fire a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's real like that. Don't be scared to take a loss and fire a bitch. <laughs> Like you said, all all money ain't good money, but don't be scared to take a loss and fire that bitch. You can Man. always get another one. Yeah. I'm telling you, don't be scared to do it. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's real you. Yeah, I done learned that the hard way. You don't did, nigga. You got a piss in your face, I'm nigga. I'm telling you, don't be scared to take a loss and fire a bitch. Right. So when you was playing the play, I got to go back to this story, my nigga. When you was playing the PlayStation 4 and you say the nigga pistol whipped you, right? Yeah. Like, you didn't even see this nigga come in the room? Bro, I like, was so- upstairs. Cause, like, <laughs> bro, it was, it's two levels. The door downstairs, when you go upstairs, the bed is on the right side, on like, like near the little balcony shit. Yeah. And the TV's facing this way. So I had to look back just to even look at the stairs, but I heard some shit through the headphones, like somebody was coming up the stairs, but it was like rumbling noise. But by the time I looked back, they already updated. I was thinking like, what the fuck? And I said that shit, and all I hear is nip on the goddamn, the the, uh, the mic telling something. Yo, what's going on? Well, I done got hit and shit. And I'm thinking, yeah, but that shit was a weak ass shit, because I said I got pissed with, but I didn't, man. I, I could still go to the club that night. Like, uh, like nigga, like if you really, and that's when I really had to have thought about it. Like, she said those were her uncles, but let me come from any one of my dogs, or even somebody I even call my sister, it's not even blood related. If I'm gonna do some shit like that, I'm gonna make sure that nigga knows not to even fuck with this bitch again. Yeah. Not to even, like, I'm not really about to go waste my time. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't even lay a finger on me. Yeah. And then this is when she pleased to me the next day. I told them not to touch you and to do all these things. And I, and, and in a way, I kind of believe the bitch. You know what I'm saying? But I'm thinking like, yeah, you still want your baby, you still want your baby to come out here all fine and shit, but this shit is crazy. You really got me robbed. <laughs> And you tell me you played it for them niggas that not to touch me. Nigga, she had you eating out the palm yeah. of uh, her hand, dog. She had Bro. you eating, dog. Bro, <laughs> hey, hey, she really had me driven. But I tell you, my cousin used to always tell me, uh, the juice show, he used to always tell me, damn, he must be in love. And I said, man, it ain't no fucking love. It's, it's fucking, it's the principle. It's, I, ain't, I don't feel like going on another three month wait for a bitch, two months, a month, however long it was going to take. Yeah. She was the best thing killing at that time. And that's when I said I really learned because I used to do it for anybody else. I just really felt like I was going to build something around her. Man, she could have been the next Rennie Rucci. Like, that's how she looked. Rennie Rucci told her she could have been the next her. Like, like the bitch was bad. Like, my bitch was bad. And I just, shit. Damn, I, I shit. I, I I guess I was like when I had to, you know, and baby then came and shit. I'm like, damn, I really, uh, yeah, I really did love. It. I guess it was some love day, cause of course, bro, you human. You put guns to my head and I ain't fuck you up and I ain't leave you alone. But then that's why I told him. I said it had to be a little bit of money too, though, cause it I mean, paper. Paper I said like I'm getting it's money. Paper. I said I ain't gonna probably be able to get another bitch on this level right away. In the, in the time I needed it, I ain't about to go start with no five. Back and she brought you your money back. Yeah. And she brought you your money back. And that's why I kept trying to tell him, because I was like, but she brought me the money back, because he was like, yeah, but shit, I said, we left that bitch alone. I was like, yeah, I was more heated that I didn't get my jacket back, nigga. Nigga, it's cold. I told you the next day was goddamn Thanksgiving. I said, God damn. <laughs> nigga, it's cold as fuck. Them niggas kept my camel jacket, cuz. Like, damn. 
Yeah, you know them motherfuckers be warm as hell too. Nigga on God, I bought that shit from Academy Sports. That shit was Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't never seen that bitch again, I promise. You ain't even want to get another one, ain't it? I got another one, but it ain't nothing compared to the one I had. Yeah. That shit, that shit was crack. I got some little cheap ass real tree Walmart camo jacket. That shit yeah. hard too, but damn. <laughs> them motherfuckers never gave me my jacket back. They gave me my PlayStation, all my other shit back. Them niggas kept my damn jacket. I said, you broke ass nigga. Like, God damn. <laughs> niggas gonna go to a Walmart and buy your jacket, cuz. God damn. Right. Yeah, but that shit was, yeah, I mean, it was definitely. But like I said, I, it was probably some love in it, but it was definitely about that money at that time. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't want to restart. We had a BMW. I mean, we we was killing shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't want to restart. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's next for you, bro? Like, you know, we talked a lot about uh, different endeavors you got going on, man. You working mm-hmm. on a documentary. You know, you got the management company. Like, what's next for you, bro? Man, just really building the brand. Like, really, my next goal is to get my clothing shit going. So okay. that's really my next push to get the clothing going. Gonna be something like I, I get my expectations to be something bigger than the trap was. I, I think everybody gonna really fuck with the Forbidden Fruit just for what it stands for. You know, Adam wouldn't be shit without Eve, and Eve wouldn't be shit without Adam. I think that's little gonna be hard on the shirt. And then uh, it's something about everyday life because everybody always feels like they need to have a significant other so I mean even if you don't even fuck with the brand itself you're gonna fuck with the meaning you know what I'm saying like damn without the bible and oh that makes sense yeah I wouldn't be nothing without my wife or, and she gonna feel oh yeah I wouldn't be nothing without my husband Adam you know so people gonna fuck with it and I'm gonna do something just different for the uh the females too but like some lingerie like a little lingerie segment called um Eve's Orchard so I mean that shit gonna be hard that's what's up. Mm-hmm. Shit gonna be dope. I need me a shirt, nigga. Oh yeah, uh, man. I'm trying to get, man, I gotta get some more logos and all, man. Yes, sir. I got, I got one hard one, but I need to get some more so I can keep them going. Mm-hmm. Something fresh, yeah. Definitely, bro. It's definitely gonna be hard. You know, I support you, my nigga. Oh yeah. Sure. I'm trying to get on some more interviews, man. I'm trying to see what I'm gonna be in like the next year or something, man. man nigga, you can come on the yeah. show anytime, That's bro. Silly. You know, and I got my YouTube channel coming. But you might be the, one of the first niggas I interview when I start my YouTube <laughs> channel, my boy. Hey, that's going to be lit. Hey, hey, we got to have the female everybody out here, man. We're going to really do it. Mm-hmm. Shit, I'm going to be on that Pat Ryan, though, that day. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm going to let it all go. Man, you got a great personality, bro. Like, you, you're a hell of a storyteller. You're a well-spoken dude, man. I feel like your future is bright, my nigga, in whatever you want to do. You know, the game is solidified. What you've been doing thus far has it's solidified. You know, your name stamped in the streets and in that world and shit like that. But anything else you want to do outside of that in the entertainment industry, oh, yeah. that's a lane for you, bro. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you're a well-spoken dude, man. You're a great storyteller. Like, you know, and you're funny as hell, bro. I'm telling you. And you know what's crazy that. about all of this shit? Like... Everything you say, I believe you, dog. You speak with conviction. <laughs> I mean, I ain't, ain't exaggerating. Hey, you listen to me. Everything you say, I believe you, like they, they lie, but I, I promise, man, it was really like that. Man, I see the documentary snippets, man. I'm waiting to get my cameraman, Dom. I'm going to get that thing rolling, man. We're going to be good. Yeah. But, man, uh, when I got stories for days, that wasn't even really. Shit, yeah, I don't even think that was even half of it. I yeah. Mean, it, it's a lot. I mean, yeah. It's crazy. Live the fruit for life. Mm-hmm. Forbidden fruit. fruit for life. The forbidden yeah. way or no way. I'm right. telling you. You live the fruit for life, bro. You've done a lot of shit in your, I ain't going to say your age, but you've done a lot of shit in your years, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seen it all. I mean, it, it's out there. But I promise you, I ain't never really met nobody else that was in my lane besides the old schools and the people who 
I was in it with, you know. I didn't see a lot of people try it, fall off, or I stole they bitch, something, something crazy. But man, I mean, I'm dealing with now just more so since I done been back home, motherfuckers in my inbox and shit and telling me not to text they bitch and shit. I said, man, that must be a different hurt when you lose your bitch to the game. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's right. a different hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking like, damn, they hit me up. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Man, that shit crazy. Shit crazy. Man, I thank you for having me on this uh, podcast, man. I, I love it, man. This is crazy. Man, I thank you for for coming on, bro. Like, for doing the interview, man. I enjoyed this shit, bro. Oh, yeah. We've been on for almost two hours, man. And this was a great really? interview. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've been on for almost two hours, bro. That's about the average, ain't it? You ain't about the average. Nah, man. Most of our interviews be like 45 minutes to an hour. Damn. You my longest interview, bro. I think my longest interview was an hour and a half. Damn. Yeah, man. Yep. So you my longest interview, dog. And I enjoyed every minute of this shit. Yeah, yeah. Trust and believe that, man. Oh yeah. So thank you for coming on, bro. Yes, sir. For sure, man. But um tell the people where they can find you at, man, where they can support the brand. And you know, if women out there want to be managed by my guy, you know, hit him up. Oh yeah. Just hit me up on Snapchat, juicy underscore juice. Instagram, the two underscores, juice two underscores, or you can hit my Facebook up. It's my real name, but if you just type the forbidden fruit in, I'll come up. Mm-hmm. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Follow mm-hmm. my nigga, man. Follow him. You're going to see more to come from him. You're going to see more to come, man. Muddy Waters, we out. <laughs>